Bam, we're live. Hey, good morning. Christine, what's up? Mooney, Rambler. Uh, yeah, Glassman, opinions on taking more than six grams of uh, fish oil. Oh, that's a good one. Good morning. Three or four more days at this remote location before I get back to the studio. Uh, Justin, what's up? Good morning. Uh, Coach Ken, good morning. Matt, what's up? Schindeldecker. I know I owe you a text. I see an unopened text on my phone from you. Good morning. Greg, good morning. Good morning. You got your spot. That's your spot. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm kind of sitting in a classroom-like dumpster, you know? I got uh, Lego projects going on on either side of the table. It's not my favorite thing, but... <laughs> did you, hey, did you tell the rest of the homies in the house uh, it's the uh, that you're going to be consuming all the bandwidth for the next ninety minutes? Um, we're without visitors, so it's pretty quiet. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah. Why never even, sound okay? Am I doing? Dude, all right? no. Yeah, you sound perfect. You crystal clear. Absolutely, your picture is perfect. I just thought that was a fascinating uh, phenomenon. If you get, I guess that's like. Why places you go like to large events, you know, you know, like, I don't know, let's just make up the Super Bowl and everyone's cell service just takes a shitter. It's just too many phones for one tower. Yeah, I had a house full of teenagers. Okay. I think. I think that's so, Yeah. Uh, Robbie, good morning. Philip Kelly, good morning. Cave Dastro, good morning. Uh, Mr. Walker, stay safe today. Dennis O'Leary, jeez, wow. Brandon Lecoq, that's a real name. That's that guy's real name. Good morning. What a what a what a full house. Holy cow. What about that? Uh, so it looks like Tyson did it. The the Travis Bajan son is now the number two quarterback for the Chicago Bears. It's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. I wonder if there's some sort of um. I, I share your sense of I'm I'm more proud for he and Tyson Travis, overly, <laughs> um, but uh, it's a, it's an amazing and beautiful thing. As good as he is, it's still an underdog story, which is I, I feel I don't want anyone to think that I didn't believe in him and I don't know how amazing he is, but it's still an underdog story. Was telling people that his kid was going to be a quarterback in the NFL when the kid was rolling his eyes at his dad. Uh huh. And it was a, it was, it was a clearly Travis's dream. And he coached, encouraged, and strategized a backdoor entry into the NFL that's, that's uh, as amazing as the kid is amazing and talented. Right. I mean, this is, this is all consistent with potentially he being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I don't, you know, that doesn't make it even more amazing if that happens. Right. Right where he's at. It's unbelievable. The bears will now hand the role to undrafted rookie. So not even drafted. Well, they're already saying that the, that the scouts and the coaches and the management look like geniuses. How would you, what a great thing to be said about you. <laughs> right. Right. Some people have said that about you. Yeah. 
The Bears will now hand the role to undrafted rookie Tyson Bajant, Bajant or veteran Nathan Peterman. Bajant, who signed with Chicago after playing for offensive coordinator Luke Getzky's squad at the Senior Bowl. So that's what that's one of the things, right, that, that's interesting about the story. I guess whatever is considered the Pro Bowl of college football is the Senior Bowl. D2 players don't normally get invited there. Tyson was invited there, and the coach of that team, the guest coach, happened to be the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, this Luke Getze. So he's probably getting the pats on the back that he's a genius, right? Hey, good job taking a risk on the kid. It was it was uh, tweeted by a blue check that he, there's a promotion coming because of this. How's that? Oh, wow. Yeah, that this is this is a good get. Financially and talent-wise, and in the sense of incubating a talent, so you know they got what they got. This got kid on hook for three years, is it, Sevy? I think that's what I heard. I either heard or saw it written. I can't remember. Three years at a at what is for him a fortune, and what is for the league nothing. Right. God, it's so good. Did you see? Um, did I tell you see? You what, hands out. You know, he keeps, he stays on this trajectory, let's say. And uh, the, uh, the financial opportunities for him down the road will be, will be enormous. Not that there's anything wrong with making with a, a mill something a year anyways. Right. As opposed to 400 million for 10 years. Yeah, right. Did you also see uh, one of the one of the things I saw was that he Chicago's the largest media market in the United States with only one team, meaning he doesn't have to share the press with two football teams. I think like, you know, like a big city like L.A. might have or like the New York has the Giants and the Jets, things like that. It's a cool place, cool spot. And I, I think lots of people like us who have kids and who are fathers, it, Whereas it's weird. You get some, I don't know, some proximity pride. Like you're like, you're stoked. You're you're more stoked than you. I'm more stoked than I thought I would be. I'm surprised how excited I am for Travis. It's an epic. Hold my beer. Watch this. You know, right. (laughs) Right. And you're just glad you were there and proud to be a witness to it. Yeah, yeah, your kid's going to be in the NFL, you know? As opposed to, there's a lot of professions that people might be jealous, too. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, you're feigning. Oh, good job. Congratulations. I think that a lot of people are sincerely really happy for this dude. Yeah, it's good shit. And I imagine there's some of this around almost every player. Right. Right. That's a good point. Friends and family and... Right. Every guy, every, right. Absolutely. But for a lot of those kids, it wasn't ever seen as a, as a long shot either. Right. Um, g- good point. Though it and may as you, have been. As you say that, I don't know how many, let's say there's 30 teams or 32 teams or whatever in the NFL, and each one got, let's say, 10 new players. I'm just making that up. So that's 300 kids somewhere on the planet. Their little communities of friends and family are like, holy shit, you did it. Like, this is going on. What is interesting about this story, though, is is like Tyson, someone sent me a uh, screenshot. Tyson's name was trending on Twitter. So this story is getting a little, a, a little more buzz or X or whatever they call it now. 
Are you yeah. going to switch the name? Are you going to keep calling it Twitter or X or are you fluid? I have no idea. <laughs> you didn't go to bed last night being like, shit, should I keep calling it Twitter or X? Yeah, yeah. I want to show you this uh, um, crazy story that I remembered I saw a few months back. Tom, hi. Hey, what's up? Sorry to bug you early in the podcast. You're not bugging. You're not bugging. Cool. Hey, last time I called in, I told you a dirty story, and you wanted to talk about Jesus, so I have to redeem myself today. You told me a blowjob story while I wanted to hear stories about Jesus? Yeah. Okay. So now I got to make it up. So I wanted to ask, first of all, dude, how cool is it to watch Tyson? And I'm a Bears fan. I live like two hours from the city. And uh, I just couldn't be more stoked on this kid. It is so cool. And, and I, the cool thing is... Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, Fields will get hurt. I think you said this before, but if you're a football guy, like when you're a running quarterback, you will come out at some point during the season. So this, he's going to see playtime, uh, which is just incredible for an undrafted free agent quarterback. That's, to see playtime your, your first year out of college, undrafted free agent D2, it's like things that just don't happen. It, it's just amazing. Like, it probably hasn't happened in, like, 30 years, right? Like, I think I saw the last time a legit D2 quarterback was drafted was 1998 or something. I don't know. I don't know if he ever yeah. played. Yeah, and you're right. It had to have been, like, almost in the old league, not the modern NFL with the kind of money they're making now. But, you know, those guys in the 80s and even the early 90s, they weren't making lifetime money. They had to go be, like, insurance agents and, like, do ads after they retired, right? Um the money wasn't what it is now, and uh, it had to be old era NFL. So it, it's just incredible. Uh, but I wanted to ask a question of uh, Greg. Um, you're still live with Greg, right? Uh, Greg, are you here? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. No, no, Tom, you can't okay. answer. I asked if Greg's here. You don't answer yes. You, it depends on the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, my question was this. How to redeem myself from my Sunday call. Have you ever um, investigated um, scientifically or skeptically uh, the claims about Christ and uh, his life? No, I've not. Okay. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, no, even, I wouldn't even know how to quite to go about that. So let me just recommend a book if your brain ever goes this direction. I know you're busy. Please. Uh, there's a book by Max. I think it's Max Licato is the author and um, it's called the case for Christ. Okay. And the reason I think you would like that is he started off, he was a documentary filmmaker and he started making a documentary for like the history channel or something like that. And it was supposed to be all the evidence why Jesus couldn't have been the son of God and probably didn't exist. And then his investigation went on for like five years and it converted him into a believer. And then he ended up writing a book and dropping the documentary uh, because he was so convinced by the evidence he found. So uh, as a scientifically-minded person, I just think you would really enjoy that. I would love to hear your thoughts on it if you ever do read it. Yeah, let me, let me, uh, let me give that some consideration, and thanks for the, thanks for the uh, recommendation and the shout-out. 
Tom, yeah, absolutely. So, Tom, Tom, refresh me on what, what was it a blowjob story? Your your other story? Yes, it was. Uh, okay. You're gonna take me back in that direction. No, I just yeah, wanted to. I just, it. I just like, I just like the full balance of your, uh, of your character. You're, you're a man of, uh, your many faceted diamond. It, it, there's no. Everyone loves Jesus, and everyone loves blowjob. Well, I think, projecting, large majority of people find both of those subjects, uh, lovely. Yeah, I like uh, I like good stuff, and those are two of the best things you can you can get in this life. So, I right, love you guys. Have a great day. Okay, bye. He got he got both. So so this is this is from Newsweek, and I also found this. The only other place that I found this talked about was in um, Scientific America. And it's a mysterious green lasers over Hawaii were likely from Chinese satellite. And it shows these these I don't know if you can see the picture, but these green lasers coming down from on top of Maui. And it says a long exposure picture of the green laser beam sighted passing over Manukia, Hawaii, by the Subaru Ashai star camera at the Subaru telescope, uh, January 28th, 2023. So recently. And as I dug into this and I started asking people about it, oh, and there's even a video of it here, a, a rare view of green laser scan. S someone was saying that this was a satellite um, uh, uh, geolocating uh, future targets. Have you ever heard of any of this stuff that I'm showing you? I know it's just I didn't warn you about this. Yeah, I saw the story. Oh, you did see the Okay. Yeah, and it was uh, – it had – been rumored to be a directed energy weapon and that's what started the fires and that's where i kind of like yeah okay I, I i went there too but then i remembered this article i saw in newsweek and that i also saw in scientific america and these aren't known to be uh, conspiracy rags and they have photos of them and it's lasers coming it, it is a conspiracy rag it it toes the it toes the it, they're the climate change guys. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and, and other issues. Okay, fair. It was just an interesting connection my brain made because that that conspiracy theory of the lasers and all of that and the fires being on purpose seems to be just everywhere. But may but maybe it's just my algorithm. They just know me and they're just trying to get, give me what I want. It's junk food. You but this is wrap yourself around current events. You have to greatly expand your uh, your tolerance for odd shit. You know, I get it. Right. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get excited about the the uh, lasers, low energy, super sophisticated, uh, ultra sensitive detecting equipment. I don't know. I don't know if that shit's not going on everywhere. Is that like the contrail of, of satellites? And and the, the extent to which they're mapping place for targets, I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if every damn time you dock your uh, DJI, it checks in with the mothership and reports what what it's seen. I don't know. Oh, right, right, right. And they probably have something in the, the – what's funny is someone could probably just read the agreement when you buy it and it probably says something like that. All information can be shared with blah, blah, blah. Sevi, I read that the captain of every naval vessel had an LG TV in his office. And if the Chinese had figured out how to 
were able to turn on the camera and microphone. Wow. How's that for a get? You know, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think there's uh I don't think the things that threaten us are secrets. Gotcha. Look at the, look at the, look it, at the, it's just, a co- of- it's just a coincidence. I'm becoming less, I'm becoming more and more skeptical about coincidences and synchronicities. This uh, notion of a conspiracy of interest is pretty strong, pretty powerful when right. you kind of catch on to it. And it's, uh, you know, the people at Coca-Cola and at uh, Pfizer and at DeVita don't have to have conversations to greatly enjoy each other. Right. Right. And, and and basically what you're saying also is is it might not be that that BlackRock is one giant machine trying to just squeeze the juice out of every last dollar out of everything, but there might be some guy on the tenth floor who like is having issues with his I don't know investments in tractors and then find out that um there's a guy on the thirtieth floor that actually makes uh, has investments in the plastic tube that every tractor has, and so he can just call them and and, and they can work out some sort of deal right because the company's so big but it's not but it doesn't start off like some sort of giant conspiracy is that what you're saying also yeah, maybe the the example doesn't they now i know it wasn't a, it wasn't a good one. You had to use I think your imagination. The BlackRock Vanguard thing has to do with the institutional investors, primarily the large unions, and and what controls them politically. I wanted to. Uh, there's so many fun little stories that that uh, I want to show you. This one on Stanford. Uh, this is from the uh, Epic Times. This one's fucking nuts, but but no surprise, no surprise. This is about uh, Stanford uh, University and the admission. What's going on with admissions over at Stanford? Okay, here we go. Could, when I play these, can you hear them? Okay. Yeah. Okay. University just announced the incoming class of 2026, and they boasted that there were only 23% white applicants in a demographic that has three times that number. But here's what was interesting. They would not tell you of the people who were admitted how many did or did not take the SAT, which is optional now. But they did want to emphasize that those that took the SAT and got a perfect that's almost impossible to do. A perfect score on the SAT, they proudly announced they rejected 75% of them. And so it's almost a boast that we're not going to be bound by meritocracy. So I talked to some people off the record in Silicon Valley, and one person, if I were to name his name, everybody would know him. He said, we would rather have a, a coder from Georgia Tech than we would from Stanford. So it's starting to affect us everywhere. And it's a war on meritocracy, and it's an equality of result enforced mandate. And it's all done under the guise of being morally superior, but it's a very amoral system because it destroys the lives of people who play by the rules and try to achieve Stanford University. Absolutely nuts, right? <laughs> it's the it's the religion of of mommy has a cock and daddy's trying to get pregnant. Meaning what? Nothing the religion of nothing makes sense? It's it's the it's the 
natural and rational extension of a whole host of absurdities that start as political correctness, then become, uh, then we create a generation of people that are blind to uh, the fundamental realities of biology and life. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's what it looks like when a civilization involutes. This is what it looks like. They Political correctness, you know, we said, they, we were taught that there's no difference between men and women. And we roll our eyes and yeah, okay. And in polite company, you don't, you don't like, but there is a difference. My nine-year-old said they don't even have the same privates. Right. Like, that's how fucking obvious the difference is, right? But we can pretend there's no difference. And then, and then a generation later, guess what? There's no fucking difference. And, and it's insanity. I can be a, a, a man or a woman because there's no difference. And I'm going to go into the girls' restroom. And the quality, and, and at, the, at the end, the quality of life just diminishes. Of as, course uh, it does. It's over. Yeah. Of course it does. And it has and it is. It's like trying to use your uh, VW bus as a tractor. It's just not made for that. Look at the amount of, of willpower it takes now to not realize what an utter and complete piece of crooked shit Joe Biden and family are. Like the fucking gaudies. Look at it. Look at what you have to do to, to, to ignore that, to pretend like it's not true. I was I, I watched this video the other day that you had mentioned uh, that just came out the the interview with uh, with Victor Shokin. <laughs> Did you end up watching this? No, but I get the oh. gist of it, you know. And I right. heard I heard right. Kill Me Die while driving. I heard him uh, catching the highlights, and I get it entirely. I get it in yeah, there. that's what I did. I watched this highlight video. I mean, and it was everything you told me was in here. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 what I would have presumed. Probably the only surprise for me is that Brian Kilmeade's the first person to ask to speak to him. That should tell you a lot about mainstream media. Brian fucking Kilmeade was the first person to ask him to talk, and his story couldn't be more straightforward. We gave the Bidens millions. I was investigating uh, uh, Burisma did. And I was investigating Burisma. And my boss came to me and told me that I was fired because the vice president of the United States uh, wants me gone or we won't get our money. Yeah, his boss told him the truth. That's what he said, yeah. too. He said they yeah. didn't even hide it from me. Yeah. Of course, that's what happened. And what does Biden do? Brags about exactly that. Brags about it. And so what's Trump do? Tries to get to the bottom of it when told of what's going on, and they impeach him over it. Yeah, it's crazy. I hate Trump. I will proudly vote for that fucking cocksucker. I hate and, him. And, and, and hate why him. is that? Not, not why because do you hate, hate him, but why I will you vote for him? the ideology that opposes him. Other than for the obvious reasons of his deficiencies in character and, and, and uh, acuity. Those are painfully clear to me. What I, what I hate more about him is the ideology of the knee-jerk uh, left 
that uh, that's uh, pushing the religion of mommy has a cock and daddy's trying to get pregnant. Right. They've ruined our schools. Ruined them. Ruined them. I agree. Ruined them. <laughs> I can't, you know, from what I'm seeing with my kids, I feel crazy guilt for having put kids into the system at all. It's so sad how much is required of them for how little is taught. Explain that to me. What do you mean? I, I, I know it's, what you mean, but I want to nine hours a day captive behind mm -hmm. a locked gate, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it sounds secure, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, they're, they're sitting ducks. Something shitty happens. Right. And, uh, and then there's the prep time before and after getting ready and all that shit. And, the, and then you have to supplement everything with tutors and, and activities. You know, if you want them fit, you have to provide that. If you want them to learn math, you have to do something extra too. So, you, you know, there's 10, 11, 12 hour a day for what can be done in an hour and a half, two hours. It's a, it's a, it's a violent waste of time. My my kids are in the homeschool system, Greg, and um, by the homeschool system, meaning that you buy – we accept money from the state. I can't remember how much it is. It's like $3,900 a year or something, and then once a year they test your kid or twice a year or, or something like that. Maybe it's four times a year. I don't know. And so the other day they were testing uh, one of my kids, and it's just on a computer. Your kid sits in front of a computer for an hour, and they, they fire questions at him. And so I'm sitting there watching as the questions come up, and one of them is like – this is Tommy's Juneteenth flag. What shape is it? <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Wow. Holy shit. They want to know what shape the Juneteenth flag is. And then there's a picture of it. It's, it's, it, I, it's I, So you've never seen the flag. I've never seen the flag. No one's ever seen this flag. But I'm, di I'm just dying. I'm like, wow, they... They really, they 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 don't even care. They're gonna just start slipping it in everywhere. They're they're not even slick about it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's painful, but it's also I, it's also funny. I I want to go. Well, it's it's. I'm just so glad that um I agree. I'm so glad that my kid's not in school. Um. I want to go back to the Victor Shokin thing for people who don't understand what happened. Basically, this guy, uh, Victor Shokin, was investigating uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden uh, taking uh, working with a company called Burisma and taking bribes when Joe Biden was vice president. And this uh, attorney general over at the Ukraine, Victor Shokin, started investigating it. And Joe actually flew to the Ukraine and told them, hey, we're not going to give you this billion dollars of aid. And uh, they're like, you can't do that. You're not the president. And Joe Biden said, oh, um, yes, I can. Watch me. If you don't um, if you don't fire this guy, Victor Shokin, who's investigating my son, Burisma, and myself, by the time I get on this plane, you're not getting the money. And then Joe Biden – Joe Biden's – the reason why we know all this is Joe Biden told the story. Yeah, he, he, he gave him 90 minutes. Oh, was it 90 minutes? Okay. I thought yeah. it was like seven hours. I think it was. Something like and, that. And then basically he said uh, he, he's bragging. He's like, yep. And they fired him and I got on the plane and they got their billion dollars. And, and it's, it's and then and then uh, also what happened recently for those of you who um, want to, you know, dig in further. The. The attorney general 
over at the in the Grand Caymans, I think it was. One of those Caribbean islands. Do you know this story, Greg? I may. Go ahead. Invest, opened up an investigation last year ab about um, uh, Epstein's involvement with J.P. Morgan. The vice president, a bunch of emails were released between uh, the vice president of J.P. Morgan, or maybe it was the president, and Epstein. And the, the vice president of J.P. Morgan was telling Epstein who his favorite Disney characters were, and they were all princesses. And it looked like code talk for getting young girls. And so they opened up a case about it. And uh, lo and behold, Joe Biden went and did a vacation over on that island. I can't remember if it was the Caymans or Cameroon, one of those Caribbean islands. And uh, while he was there, that attorney general was fired. And this isn't like conspiracy stuff. You can look it up. It's in all the liberal rags also. But it's 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 there, there's no they're not even trying to hide the shit anymore. It's crazy. I also saw yesterday something like 47 million emails from Jeffrey Epstein's server are now gone missing. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eaton Beaver. Hi, Coach. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Good morning, Eaton. Your name's Eaton Beaver, and your picture is me uh, fiddling with my nose, picking a, uh, wiping a booger out of my nose. That's really sweet of you. Thank you. It's really sweet of you. You know, in the... Uh, on Hunter's laptop, we have emails with him making fun of his father, texts, making fun of his father's cognitive decline while vice president. What, what do you remember what it says? Yeah, so some crack about he Thank God he's got the Secret Service because he'd never be able to find his way back even to the White House anymore. That's how bad he's getting kind of oh, thing. Oh, man. Like uses the bathroom at the restaurant and gets lost coming back to the table, right? Yeah. Let's see if I can do a quick search for him. Oh yeah, here it is. Hunter Biden's therapist. A joke about Joe Biden's decline. Jeez. I enjoy watching Joe and Kamala. Kamala's pretty funny to watch. I think I've seen everything that she's done, all her work. Yeah, the, one of the things he said is, any. this is in 2021, Hunter said, any man who can triumph over dementia is a giant. Think what he, think what he could do for our nation's needed uh, recovery. Oh, shit. Wow. Damn. Oh, the therapist said that to to Hunter, and then Hunter's response was, you're such an asshole, but that made me laugh out loud. Wow. Oh, my God. Then the therapist said, perhaps he can help us remember all we intended to be as a people since he can now remember his address. Holy shit. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and now and now he's been in office. So they knew he had dementia two years ago, and, and now we're two years into it. Um, the shit. remarks I read from Hunter were were made while his father was vice president of the United States. So, so Obama knows too, or knew? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew. Daniel Garrity. 
classic things to say about uh, about uh, Joe. Daniel Garrity, what are Greg's thoughts on wastewater surveillance? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. You can. Uh, I don't even know what is that. You look for COVID in this the PCR shit for uh, COVID. And then if you see it at the ship plant in Emeryville, California, you, you know that it's about to hit the population. Yeah. Or, or you know that people have it because you're, you're looking at their have shit. You, have you had COVID? I, I mean, I, I assume I have. I was never tested positive for it. I just assume. Yeah. You know, it's I've funny. Never. I've never tested positive, but um, the people that gave it to me and those I gave it to did. Right, right, right. I've, yeah, I've had that, that phenomenon too. Yeah. Everyone around me sick and getting tested, right? Running over the CVS. How many times have you tested for it? I tested for it I've once. Never, I've, I've uh, never, not you never swore. No. Oh, I swabbed my nose once in front of a guy's house. He took a bunch of tests from his work and he's like, come over if you want to test yourself. So just out in the street in Santa Cruz, he shoved a, a, a Q-tip up my nose. I, I pretended to coming home from somewhere once, um, ready to murder to leave you know like hey if we don't leave this place now i'm gonna kill someone no i want and when it comes if it came back positive i want to be able to say it never touched me oh gotcha let's test again yeah i don't uh, i don't have a lot of faith in the test Ethical skeptic pointed out that the new standard is on a positive. You have to retest. Have you heard that? Just kind of out of nowhere. It'll change the numbers greatly. They were doing that at the end, weren't they? I don't, Do I don't think, know what the end is. I think we're at the beginning. But You think they're going to try a whole new mask thing again? I mean, I'm oh, hearing yeah, rumblings yes, of that. It's coming? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Do your research. It's already happening. Big time. You know what? Once you, what, once, you, once you get everyone to pull their underwear down, bend over, and close their eyes, you can't let them back up. You can't. You so you think that in you remember California? Remember saying on the on the first uh, lockdown, I will never do this again. Yeah. What do you mean again? I go. Oh, it's coming. It'll. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you can't let this go. It's too rich. So. You think, that, and do you think it's tied to the election? Yeah. So you're telling me that you think that there are going to become enforced mandates for kids at school in California to wear masks again soon in my lifetime. Well, I, what's going on in Atlanta right now? Do check for me. I think I heard this in the background. It's not I, I, it's, what the irony is, is it's Brown University. Isn't that that's one of the black universities, right? Where you have to be black to go there. I think Atlanta public schools is, is masking kids up. Oh, shit. And we're, we're I'm hearing the drum beat everywhere. And it's got like there's a new COVID that's 30 times more deadly or something, right? Oh, uh, uh, COVID-19 updates and alerts. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Hey, one of you jackasses always puts in the comments on YouTube. Oh, I really enjoy watching stuff on Google for 90 minutes. This is go away. Oh, just just leave. Uh, for the 2023-2024 school year, Atlanta Public Schools has modified some COVID-19 mitigation strategies. Hmm. I don't see anything there. 
I wonder if I type put news in. The board changes over time. Herring prepares for last day. Uh, hey, uh, put uh, masks and uh, national review it. Oh, return of mask wars. Wow. Okay. That was that was a as is as are most things in National Review. It was it was well written. With, when I clicked on it, it just took me to their uh, cover. Yeah, you probably have to pay. How many? How many? Uh, the return of masters. How many? Um, oh, you are out of free articles. All right, I'll make sure ah. I subscribe to this in the future. Hey, how many? How many magazines and newspapers, online newspapers and magazines, do you think you belong to? Me? Yeah. Probably twenty-five or thirty. Yeah. Even the ones I hate, right? I, I have to have access to National I, Review, Wall Street Journal, Epic Times, New York even, Times. Even the New York Times, yeah. Commentary, the Weekly Standard, fuck them, but I get it. Scientific American, fuck them, but I get it. National Geographic, same thing. David Weed, I, I uh, can I can read the New York Times. And tell you what really happened. You get good at it. Deciphering their code. Yeah, and it's like the it's like the broken science stuff too. Bullshit. How did they fucking measure that? That's some self-serving crap. Who paid for this? Oh, you know, I mean it's like I saw something, uh I saw a great meme today. It basically said, how dumb is how dumb is the world? You think we can increase taxes and that will somehow cause uh, our carbon footprint to go down. And yet we can't even cure homelessness. Cure homelessness. <laughs> They're unhoused now. You just said the H word. I know. Uh David Weed, yeah, some uh, some people here in Spain, I see people every day with masks on when they're alone in their cars. My God. Uh, David Honeycutt, wow. Uh, the new strain is BS 24-7. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I did also see that the um, uh, a bunch of people told me that the CDC has now approved ivermectin, but I I looked for that, and I couldn't find that. I couldn't find that as an official stance of theirs. But a lot of people said were telling me that that's true. Do you see that big box of it? I I got it. The uh, I didn't buy it, but I found it in the North Forty. No, did you send yeah. me a picture? Yeah, I think I did. Is it the one that's for horses? Uh, cows. Cows. You remember that that post the FDA made right, making fun I'd of people who were taking that it. Whole fucking box of ivermectin for cows than take that vaccine. Oh, holy Including shit. Including the box and the box. Have you seen this fucking, what the White House said about, you know, there's a new vaccine. Oh, this is going to blow you away. You haven't seen this. Of course there's a new vaccine. This is fucking crazy. Let, let me ask you just personally for yourself. I know you're not a doctor and you're, and you're not supposed to be giving advice, but for yourself, what do you think if you were concerned you were going to um, uh, get COVID? What would be some actions you might take personally? Uh, wash my hands. Right. 
uh, not be obese, hypertensive, uh, metabolically deranged. Probably, probably, you know what? Like, live a lifestyle that doesn't um, uh, attack your own immune system. I saw a T-shirt the other day and it said it it wasn't a pandemic; it was an IQ test. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna fucking die when you see this. This is just this is crazy. This is crazy. I think there's people who believe this, and I think there's people that believe this, but here we go. The president said in, in Tahoe that he had tentatively decided to recommend everyone get the new vaccine. When is he going to decide finally? So as you, I think you've heard from the uh, FDA and CDC. Uh, they've made an announcement on the new vaccine. Uh, so certainly uh, they said that they will have an, there'll be an updated vaccine September, mid-September, I believe. So uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID-19 remains the safest protection for avoiding hospitalization, long-term health outcomes and death, which is why we are, we are gonna be encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccines. The president. And do you know in California, um, uh, Gavin Newsom pushed a law through that basically makes it that you can't get a second opinion from uh, your doctor if it goes against what the state says is the proper protocol for how to deal with uh, COVID. And on YouTube, you can't say anything that goes against WHO guidelines. Of course. I thought that they already proved that the vaccine doesn't prevent um, sickness, transmission, or um, even symptoms. I thought that was like already like they established that. I'm tripping. On yeah. That. yeah. Um, and, it, and, and I think they've established it causes myocarditis. Yeah. Blood clots. Take, check out Ethical Skeptic. Over on uh, X, Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant mind. It's a powerful individual. You think this is the greatest country in the world? David Weed. He likes to make fun of me because I, I think it's a, it's a great place to live. And he, he's over in Spain. Greatest country in the world. Oh, this one's going to break my heart. My son's dad. Fuck. My son's dad took uh, him and got him vaxxed without our permission. We found out through an app we have on our son's phone that notifies us if he's doing stuff he shouldn't, like dick pics or drug use. Damn. That's quite an app. Uh, Philip Kelly, they say it reduces risk of hospitalization. You know, here's the th- here's the most by, I'll- but through sudden death. I was gonna say, here's the most I'll buy. The most I'll buy is it reduces risk of hospitalization of COVID, but I can't buy in a totality that reduces risk of hospitalization. There's no way. Can't buy that. Absolutely nuts. I would again suggest people look at the ethical skeptic on this. And if you're put off by the anonymity of the uh, of the individual, um, uh, those are just the times. It's a say it's not a nom de plume. It's kind of a nom de guerre. But uh, we've seen this before. Some of our some of the most important things ever written were written that way, like Publius, right? The Federalist. 
defense of the of the upcoming constitution that was also um that was anonymous yes chat gpt is our, our best our best our best thinker james madison wrote his best stuff anonymously and we're there now so you have people like el malogato and uh and ethical skeptic and you look at what people like Jay Bhattacharya and Scott Atlas and and others of us that have been persecuted for uh, uh, telling the truth about COVID, the uh, the it's easy to see why it is that someone would would want to be anonymous. What what I love about it is that it prevents a reaction. If we knew who the ethical skeptic was, that person would be under constant personal assail. Constant personal assail. Their kids would be doxxed. They wouldn't be safe in public. That's what would happen. And so what, but the way they're treated anonymously is they're like completely ignored. Like how, how is it that you can't, that no one's refuting the claims of the ethical skeptic anywhere and the, and the good the good soul gets it gets a pass on the, on the personal sales it's a it's really a beautiful thing from that perspective but i don't know any person that hasn't shared quoted research looked at the work that's coming from there uh coffee pods and wads um uh like the meme accounts remain faceless and say what you want you know, the last few days I've been talking about that, and um, I got all the I got all that from Greg from speaking speaking with Greg. He he was sharing me this exact thought about the ethical skeptic, and then I took it over, and I was like, "Yeah, I feel the same about meme accounts. Like, if you're going to make fun of someone, just stay anonymous. Keep your keep your art uh, pure. Don't let it be. Don't be afraid to say something now that you've outed yourself and you were hungry for some fame or attention." I had for a decade heard what a horrible person, thoughtless, mean piece of shit Rush Limbaugh was. Mm -hmm. And then one day I heard him on the radio and I, I was aghast. And it was funny because he's polite, kind, but here's the thing. He was funny. Mm. And, and he would call the, the left on their obvious nonsense, like the, the clips he put together, the talking points where they all spewing the same bullshit, right? In exactly the same word patterns. And, and it was funny. And uh, that's the thing that hurts the most is to be laughed at. And I think the memes do a lot of that. Uh, Sev, on the video, I want to go back to eth Ethical Skeptic in one second. Uh, Sev, on the video on YouTube of Dr. David Martin I sent you on Insta now has been pulled down from YouTube. Okay, damn. I didn't get to see it. Joe Westerlin was texting me and asking me if you and I have talked about Dr. Campbell. Are you familiar, familiar who, doc who Dr. Campbell is, Greg? He's a YouTube doctor. He started off the um, pandemic. doctor. I love it. He started off the pandemic. Uh, uh, he's in the UK. Um, he started off the pandemic really being a pro-vaccine, and then just right before our eyes, he's like, uh-oh. And now he's flipped, like about a year ago, he flipped the script. He just started swerving in the other direction. Are you, are you, if I, 
Does, does that name sound familiar? I'm going to show maybe, you a picture of it. Maybe. Um, he has a really nice, uh, let's see, huge, huge following. Huge following. Very, it's interesting that he was able to keep his following even though he, he changed his, uh, his view. This guy. Does this guy look familiar to you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, very mild-mannered, even-tempered. I do remember him now. Yeah, he's great. Okay. So the little bit you know of him, you like of him. Yeah. Hey, um, for me, Dowd pointing out that uh, the CEO of America's largest uh, uh, life insurer is saying that the 40% increase in all-cause mortality, COVID deaths filtered out, um, that, that a 10% increase would be a 200-year event. There's not, enough, there's not enough data to describe a 40% increase. Or what that is, whether that's 2,000 or 10,000 or 20,000-year event. But we've had the equivalent of multiple Vietnams in a, in a two- or three-year period. And, and I, you know, I move on from there. There's just, there's uh, uh, actuarial science is crazy compelling. And to, and to deny it is to, is to suggest that insurance companies don't make money. <laughs> to, to suggest it doesn't work. It fucking works. It works better than academic science works. When we were dealing with the uh, mega insurer in South Africa, and I don't, I don't want to do a commercial or give names or embarrass anyone, but uh, the, the uh, CEO of the insurance company, we were told, was an extremely important individual because at the moment that he decides a treatment is ineffective or a waste of money or dangerous, it's done. The hospitals will follow suit. We don't, we don't do that anymore. It's no good. And that's because he's not paying for it anymore. And the reason he's not going to pay for it anymore is because it's not working. It's, it's quite a system. But I trust, I trust the CEO of a life insurance company so much more than our CDC on any issue of mortality. What's in, and they both have the same interest in making money. Just one of them's honest about it. Right? I, I, yeah, I think my, I think my life insurer would, would cares more about me not being dead than my government does. I think my government would support me, uh, 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 taking untested, even dangerous uh, products in healthcare. I think my government would hide from me the true nature of metabolic disease and its origins. Well, they have. Yeah, and I don't see where the, I don't, I'm not sure how. Uh, and persecute uh, those who tell the truth. Oh, for sure. For sure. The, the discussions we had with chronic, around chronic disease with uh, insurance people were some of the best. They were they were marked by more compassion 
and concern and knowledge than any discussions we had walking the halls of Congress or Senate and meeting some some well-known, articulate, conservative people. They were nothing like the conversations we had with insurance people. I had, we had, we got hunted down by a, a insurance CEO giant. Went through Tim Noakes to find me. And why? He'd seen, he'd seen the actuarial evidence for what he described as perhaps the world's first health creation engine. Mm. That's a nice and that was the data along, around CrossFitters. The first creation of a first first is first his it was his first observation of a health creation engine. They had seen protocols that had that had reduced the increase in medical expenditure over time, but they'd never seen an actual reduction in expenditure. That was new. And it's predominantly amongst CrossFitters. And so they mined games athlete data and did a match with games athletes and uh, amongst their insured. And there were thousands of them. And by games athletes, you mean open participants? Open participants. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And shared the data with us. Flew me out all of a sudden, like to South Africa, you know, to sit and talk. It was, an, it was an amazing thing. I went on that trip. It was amazing for a lot of reasons. The, um, do, so basically what you're, and as I recall, I'm, I'm uh, dumbing down what you're saying, but uh, people. The point is, the point is, is that when the insurance companies are telling you that something's horribly wrong with your vaccine, there's something horribly wrong with your vaccine. And that when people were doing CrossFit, the costs to the insurance company every year went down a little bit. It was it was actually declining rather than in, than increasing less than it normally does, and that was a they were looking at their their in house effort allied with uh, Virgin Active reduced oh, the right. precipitous incline in costs over years. With CrossFit, it actually they were actually dropping. And I had to freely admit the likelihood of a disinterest in in, uh, medical services as someone became healthy. Uh, You know what what I've come across recently? A a fascinating glimpse into the number of, of fellas in the NFL that got fake vaccine cards. Oh. How did you get that glimpse? Can you I'm tell? not even going to say. I don't. I don't want to put anyone in in that seat. Right. But it was explained to me by two very successful uh, legends that the that the fake card rate might be ninety percent. I had a games athlete tell me that um, that they that theirs was fake. Shoot it on the floor, please. No problem. Uh, Wad Zombie, I love you to death. Don't, don't stress, buddy. I love you. Damn, here we go again. I love you. This is my meme guy. Love my meme guy. Don't worry, buddy. I, 
Don't I love you. You the man. I got your back. Love your cards. You the man. I got you. Um, I, I want to bring up this thing with the, I want two things. This topic is so important to talk about. I don't if, if for some reason anyone thinks, and no one has said this, maybe this is just me being insecure. If anyone thinks that for some reason this is beating a dead horse, it's not. This topic needs to be kept in the foreground because as the pressure mounts, people feel pressured to just do it. And so little havens like this where you can have real talk and honest talk and there's people who can stick together who are going to feel the pressure from their work, their loved ones, their community, um, and they're going to get bombarded with the with the nonsense. It, that's why it's, it's important to keep reiterating and looking at the facts. One of the things about this injection that, they, that a lot of people have said from the beginning is you're not going to get the injection and then all of a sudden it's just going to be cardiovascular uh, deaths that um, – or cardiac arrests that uh, increase or it's not just going to be heart attacks that increase. That somehow the, the clotting that this injection causes throughout the body is going to increase mortality everywhere. And so they're going to kind of hide the deaths. And, and, and I think that's what the ethical uh, skeptic here is showing. There's an increase in mortality just everywhere. And there are some weird things. Like one of the things is um, a UFC fighter died last year from a cancer that like no one in Canada who's at 31 years old has ever died from. It was like liver cancer or something like that. It was some, one of these cancers that only old people get. And uh, I, I, I don't know if anyone has just straight up figured out what the mechanism is yet, right? Has, does anyone know what the mechanism is? But, but clotting is a – there's something definitely going on with clotting. So yeah. I, I just I, I just wanted to be like, hey, if, if people are like, well, there's only 65 more heart attacks in my area than last year. Well, look at all this other shit. My father spent uh, a week at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester and then came out and went to the Mayo Clinic in, uh, in Scottsdale and had uh, every conceivable test done. And all they could tell me is that where he wasn't bleeding, he was clotting and no idea what. No idea. And then it finally, it was like, I had someone tell me that his, uh, I forget what it was, but it, it, it doesn't matter either. But he had some levels that were, that were unseen before low. And I said, it sounds like he's terminal. And she says, yeah, I think so too. It's exactly what's happening. It's, we're, we're looking at organ failure, generalized organ failure. You ever seen this before? No. I haven't. The doctor told you that about your dad. Yeah, yeah. And and then you also went. Dad, at the, when my dad got the vaccine, so he could go to Costco. And and, and then you looked at the batch too, right? You looked at the batch that your my, dad. My took. sister did later. Got his card and went to how bad was my batch and his booster was. I mean, he he won the shit lottery on both his initial and his vaccine. Meaning the people in his cohort who got his batch of the booster and I, vaccine. I don't want to make dying. any numbers, but it was amazing. Okay. You know, Damn. a single digit out of 100,000 batches or something. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, that, none of that's compelling evidence for anything for me, really. But it is consistent. Another with things like what the insurance people are saying. <laughs> a 40% increase in all-cause mortality. I don't know if this will console you at all, but Dick Butter says uh, Costco is almost worth it, though. I, you know, I, 
<laughs> hey, assholes, his dad who passed away. No jokes. My dad would have liked that. Uh, Sean Sullivan, uh, COVID doesn't do anything close to what the injection does. Uh, Listen, were that true, can you imagine it being admitted in, in our lifetimes by anyone? Who's, who's going to say that? Who was it that, which, who was it that wanted to share the, 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 uh, the uh, clinical data on the vaccine safety in 75 years? Straight face, try to get that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, the most important thing not taught in school anywhere is plausible reasoning. Look at it. Start it. Start at Wikipedia. Okay, plausibility, plausible reasoning. And uh, the uh, there's there's really only one plausible reason you would hide want to hide data for seventy five years. And if you, you could just make the, you know, is it good news or bad news? that you want to hide for 75 years? Is it that the vaccine's so fucking safe and so wonderful that we wouldn't be able to stand it if they told us? You think that's what it is? That's how good it is. Or is there a problem? How about this? We would be confused by the data. Guys like the ethical skeptic wouldn't be able to parse it. That and and they have so that was released. Scientists at the CDC could parse it, and so why even share it? Yeah, that's what Newsom said. That's why they were holding. That's why they said. Well, they said, "Why are you holding information from the public?" He said, "Because it'll confuse the public." He's, it'll confuse. He's the pretty. Public. He has nice hair, and when his lips flop, they don't stop. You know, but this guy is an architect for San Francisco in its current situation, and for California in its current situation. Perfect. And I believe he could do for the United States what he's done for California, what he did for San Francisco. I fully believe that. The left would vote for him and say, uh, Meghan Markle, so fucking fast, you, you, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't, you'd be shocked. Any two pretty idiots, the left would vote for. Pretty and stupid. Oh, I like this person a lot. <laughs> Serious. Here, here, I love you, Jeffrey. Here's a tongue twister. Plausible reasoning proceeds from premises is that are more plausible to a conclusion that was less plausible before the plausible argument. God, I'm gonna need to, I would need, need to pencil and paper to. I'm just gonna say okay. Uh, this one's really, this one's great. If it, you say, if, if it rains, it's going to get wet outside, right? But being wet outside to say that, that to accept that, okay, I, I believe, you know, we'll say that's a, that's a true statement. If it rains, it gets wet outside. We don't get to say from that, that, uh, it's wet outside, therefore it rained. That's that's reasoning from the converse. It's it's a it's a it's a deductive fallacy. 
But in recognizing the problem of reasoning from the converse, to, mi to miss the increased plausibility of it having rain because it's wet is really tantamount to committing yourself to stupidity. You, you, can't, you can't function without some capacity in the space of plausibility. And this comes to this very much like hiding, wanting to hide evidence for 75 years. And I just ask you, is it, is it, is it good or bad? You can, you can get rich on making assumptions around these kinds of things. Uh, Dan Guerrero, uh, what's cool about the truth is spending a lifetime just saying it over and over in different ways. Uh, Dan Guerrero, that's a long way to explain correlation does not equal causality. Well, now you got to explain what correlation and causality is, which ends up being the long way too. Yeah, it's not it's not the same, but I pre we can talk about that as 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 well. Um, I'll 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 make the connection that you're trying to make. Um, uh, correlation contributes to the plausibility of causality. Without correlation, you got no cause. Having the correlation doesn't necessitate a cause, but it is it, but it is consistent with it. And so it would contribute to plausibility. It becomes implausible due to its impossibility if there isn't correlation. There's a whole talk about uh, uh, advances in, in uh, inference that came about through the probability logic that derives from Paglia's plausibility and uh, R.T. Cox, the physicist, uh, uh, work in, uh, in development of probability logic. And the net result is that it was able to show to mathematicians and physicists satisfaction that uh, probability theory is a generalization of Aristotelian logic um, where the, uh, uh, that reduces to deductive logic in the special cases of our premises being uh, certain one or zero. And so it's a, it's a huge contribution. It's a really, really important work and it's playing out currently in work in AI, uh, a lot of machine learning, some of the best work in science right now is coming about through this understanding and through this work. And plausibility is a, is a big part of it. It's the most important thing not taught in, in school. And it's fascinating too. You, you, you know, you get right back to George Paglia, uh, who I, there's a video you can watch of him in front of students at Stanford. The, the kids, it's in the, it's in the late 40s, I believe, early 50s, and the kids all look like it's in all black and white and shitty, like Super 8 kind of thing. But uh, it's brilliant. And Polly was a brilliant mathematician and a brilliant educator. Is, is that on YouTube? Is that yeah, on YouTube? it is. Yeah. Tell me what it is. Polly. One more time, spell it. P-O-L-Y-A. And the first name is, I think it's G-E-O-R-G-E-S. 
Do you have to know the difference? Uh, what are the prerequisites to understand this video? Do you have to under know the difference between a man and a woman first? You know, their privates aren't even the same. You have to do something to make them the same. Oh, well, oh, oh, wow. Okay, so there's, I can't find that black and white video, but there's some stuff on this guy for sure on YouTube. Wow, okay, good. It's findable. It's not, a, it's not an easy dig, but it's there. Okay. Let me get crude. Old black and white. It was done by uh, uh, like an American Mathematics Institute or something. I just started this guy's fucking wiki page. You have any? Do you have any uh, uh, broken science events coming up? No, but there's. But Emily was talking about doing something in Boston in uh, in uh, October. But I think I'm still gone then. But she could do it anyways. We got a, We got a little team now. It's cool. It's. Uh, wasn't hard to make uh, friends globally with uh, people that understood. Uh, where and how academic science has failed. Did you see SETI, the ethical skeptics, uh, uh, scientific evidence? I did. That's worth pulling up. I did. That's and, really good. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's profound. Let me see if I can. Um... And especially the, the line about mildly inductive p-values. Man, I had to study p-values for five years to for that to make me grin from ear to ear. Yeah, that was the part, the one part that I didn't understand. Five years. Oh, I Guys, found Mindell, it. Shit. Intel described key values as non-empirical. Which is who said that? Intel? You guy at Intel. Oh. The scientific method. Concoct the claim your club wants to be true. Fund universities and direct syndicates. Wait, can we give examples of those as we go through? Concoct a claim your club wants to be true. Climate change, right? It's it. Listen, this is how science is done at the university. This is how it's done. I could find for each of those some well-respected scientists at the university making the claim for each of those seven points 35, 40 years ago. There's a cast of characters that saw all of this coming. My father was one of them. Someone in the comments says, I hope Greg's kids uh, are old enough to appreciate the father they have. No, no one, no one's there. But Greg didn't appreciate his father till he was fifty. <laughs> his kids are only eight. Until I, until I, <laughs> until I needed to hire him. Right. The work he did for us on uh, broken science in two thousand nine is profound. And I've, and you know, he 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 uh, directed that effort at us in our community. And when I share that now with people 
around the world that are uh, smarter than I am on all of this kind of stuff, the Briggs and Jim Franklins and people like that. Um, he was a, that was a that was quite a gift. That was quite a gift. The whole delineation of the process by which an observation becomes a measurement, you know. Uh, the scientific method uh, concoct claim your club uh, concoct the claim your club wants to be true. Number two, fund universities and direct agencies to buy into it. Three whip up mildly suggestive p values into a cursory interim run meta study. Um, I saw, yeah, I saw that the final, the final version of that, the piece I saw that was from the X account was a little different. It was better. I, I'm going to claim that this has been edited. Do you want me to send that to you? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a maybe a more recent version. Threaten the careers of any professionals who dissent. Jeez. Cite the claim as science loudly and repeatedly. Direct social media to censor and harass dissenters as conspiracy theorists, which we now know that the White House did. Claim consensus and that the science is settled. It's funny. The one that you say is the best one is the fucking one that's completely over my head. Here. This is the... You sent it in a text? Uh, yeah, I'm just... This is the actual from the X page. And, and number three was whip out some mildly inductive p-values. That's a wonderful improvement over the other version. Okay, give me one second. I'll pull it up. Mildly inductive. That's that's a sting. It's brutal. It's uh, it's profound. And it's. Uh, Can I ask you to translate it for me? Give me another another yeah, sentence. Maybe that yeah, I can the, take it. The, the scientific process, we, we take an observation, you tie that to it, and that's a registration of the real world on your senses or sensing equipment. You tie that to a standard scale with an expressed error, and it becomes a measurement. And then you, you map an a measurement to a, a prediction, a projection of a, a measurement in the, in forward. And the predictive value of that model um, is where its validation comes from. And the process is perfectly, entirely, wonderfully inductive. And things that are mildly inductive are tantamount to being bullshit. And what's happened in academic science is that the inference has replaced the uh, predictive strength, the prediction of observables, which is the, which is the essence of science. Uh, Jane said that in all of his science education, and I think he's I think he's the most important physicist for his work in probability theory of, of certainly of my lifetime, easily, in, including the Nobel laureates, all of them. But uh, Jane says he never once uh, heard the word inference uttered in all of his science education. That it was the, that the traditional science education was concerned entirely with the uh, uh, physical prediction. And that's exactly right. 
Predictability is the cornerstone of all trust. Your wife, your kids, and science. And for something to be mildly inductive, it stinks heavily of shit in terms of the science it'll produce. And whip out because you can. I can always get you good p-values. Usually all you have to do is increase the sample size. That's the cheapest, dirtiest way. And, and, to, and to come, go ahead, go ahead. And, and, and then we're off, we're, we're at it again. Claim it over and over and over. Threaten the careers of any who dissent. Direct social media to defame dissemblers. Dissenters, sorry. Claim consensus. Bam. That's it. I, I don't want to be blasphemous, but this is interesting that we've come full circle from the very beginning of the show where Tom uh, mentioned a book that proves Jesus' uh, existence. It's interesting. Because you know that book's going to be full of inferences. Yeah, I don't, I don't, there's not conflict logically between uh, religion and, and the science. Um, it, <laughs> one deals with the, the natural world and the other the supernatural world. My daughter, Caitlin, told me that she, she explained to the other kids once that she wasn't afraid of ghosts because they could walk through walls mm. and anything that went through walls couldn't hurt her. I remember having that thought as a child, too. I like that. And I was like, you just run with that. <laughs> hey, you like that? The thinking, right? The non-physical's ability, inability to, to interact with the, the physical world renders you safe. Like he can't push you down the stairs or punch you in the nah, head. Nah, nope. Nope. <laughs> if he tries to push you down the stairs, he falls down it's, the stairs. He pushes it, right through you. It's much like the demons of your schizophrenia. In fact, the beautiful mind guy he learned, had to learn to do that. It's when he saw a three-headed monster walk into the room, he would say, okay, that's, that's entirely implausible. And so I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to point it out and scream to all my students. He could actually teach through through vivid hallucinations by talking himself down from reacting. Uh, Gunnar Wolf uh, showed that diagnosis of my myocarditis, a form of uh, showed that diagnosis of myocarditis, a form of heart inflammation, jumped 130. 0.5% in 2021 when compared to the average from the years 2016 to 2020. Myocarditis is a serious condition that can lead to death. Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, I I think reading D the Dowd book, and I can never remember the name of the damn thing. I, died I, suddenly or suddenly? I keep it on my desk at home. Suddenly dead? Yeah. Well, it, it, it was very much... Uh, all right, I've covered this subject thoroughly now. Cause, uh, cause unknown. Like it's like Hunter's laptop. I, I, like let's move on. I, I and I hear you, but that's why I addressed earlier. Like as things ramp up, people need to hear people like us talk about oh, this, for sure. so for sure. that they can like like be like, okay, I'm not crazy. It all this the conversations like this offer those people solace because there's people, dude, out there, Greg not me and you, but that are surrounded by people who are telling them that they're crazy for not getting the injection. Like, wow, you're fucking mad. What? what? Uh, yeah. Dan Guerrero, we're Greg and Sevon, thank you. We're at a divide where more logic isn't going to help anyone, I think. 
it's but why not? Oh, you mean the people who there's people who just like no matter you show them two apples and tell them it's two, they're still not going to get it. You get your fingers in your ears going na 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 with your eyes closed and like I'm done talking. Right. I think those people that are wearing masks and getting vaccines, I think those are the soiling green jumping on the spaceship fucking people. They're in line. There's nothing. It's, they're, they're fucked. They're fucked. I want to show you a, a, they would a video. Vote, they would vote for two Disney characters to be president. Ah. <laughs> uh. Look at this. This is great. I, I, this is, I like this. Uh, I think he does a really good job here, regardless of the subject of just, I found this very, a very logical, um, argument or process, but I heard you say this, uh, five years ago or 10 years ago when someone tried to sue, sue CrossFit or did sue CrossFit. And this is exactly basically where you took it. Do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? If the question is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition... Okay, okay happened, I'm, I'm going to try again. The rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It, it's a yes-no question. It is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most people could answer this very simply. I, I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context of is the that conversation yes? that we're having. I think that there are definitions related is, is, to sex. Is that a yes? So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get, get a speech. Oh, I, is there a difference between women and men? I think that there are definitions for biological sex. Okay, so you're not answering that. Let me gender. ask you this question then. Why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm there it is, right? He just got it. That's it. What? Why? 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 Have, why even have women in men's sports? This is outside of the space of rationality. Yeah. And 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 as evidence of that, I would suggest her, would be her finding it obviously impossible to have to have to answer that question and call Riley in here and ask her she'll tell me she's 10 years old right you have to you have to have embraced a, a crazy defective ideology to lead you to mom has a cock and daddy's trying to get pregnant and along the way, you'll destroy women's sports, destroy meritocracy. What it, when meritocracy? That's just teach, making this teach people that teach people that that mathematics isn't for black people. That's white people stuff. These are all these are all vows of poverty and 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 the and, and mechanisms for the failure of a civilization. And we got front row seats. Wow. Um, 
I you didn't know, realize that my is my grandparents what... and my and my parents used to talk about about it all going to shit someday. We're there. This is it. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like, dude. I didn't realize. So, in the Washington school system, when they say two plus two is four, is racist because there's only one answer, and that's the, the way the white man thinks. I didn't. What they're really saying is. Math isn't for black people. Holy That's, shit. You know, it, I didn't realize you know, that until you just said that. What the, what the left will tell you is blacks can't do math because they're not smart enough. Holy that's shit. The, that's the bigotry. Oh, my God. That's the bigotry. And it's nonsense. I can't believe that is what they're saying. That's the implication. More than is. the implication. Of course it is. Holy keep, shit! Want to keep them on the plantation and hiding math from them is 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 a critical part of that. Don't bother doing math. An, under, it's, an underclass it's for dumb white people. Wow. Math, nor can it read. Perfect. Right. All they have to do be able to is vote. Uh, Sean Lenderman said something so scary up here. This this shit just is the worst. Uh, this morning, CNN had two kids who lost their dad who refused to get vaccinated, pushing the vaccine. Fear-mongering. Incredible. Fuck. Let me guess. The dad is uh, 420 pounds. Someone send me a link to that. I want to see that. Yeah, lost their dad. He died or he ran away? Uh, Storica S., uh, black woman here. You guys have opened my eyes on so many levels. Hard truths, but uh, very much appreciated. Keep it coming. Hey, Sarika, thank you. I cannot fucking thank you enough. It's not even a, it's not even a fun subject, but it's so fucking important. And thank you. It means the world to me to uh, have your support. It really, it, it really, 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 really does. I don't want to be talking about this shit. I, I like talking about it. I just don't like, I don't like, to, I, I can't, I still can't imagine the severity of it. I'm still, I still insulate myself from the severity of it because I don't live in those cities where the brain rot's actually occurring. You, I, I, I remember the first time I heard the phrase, the soft bigotry of low expectations. Who, whose line is that? It's great. I forget. Throw it in. See, see who's attached to that. And, and basically, that mean, that that's the example of the math, right? Exactly. Set the bar really low for people, and that's your way of fucking uh, being a bigot. It's a it's a way to hide. Well, you hide your bigotry. A soft bigotry of low expectations, a term used by President George W. Bush, attributed to speechwriter uh, Michael uh, Gerson. Wow. He's ahead of its time. Really? That's the, uh, that's, and, and what falls under that is the, you know, Gavin Newsom saying, hey, we don't want to confuse the public, so we're just going to keep the truth from them. A cousin of that type of thing. It's it the two plus two equal five movement is 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 inextricably tied to the belief. I think that that uh, blacks aren't smart enough for math. 
and I find it I find it damning. I find it offensive. It's vile. It's racist. It's wrong. And it's deadly. It's deadly. I'm thinking of all the times I'm having this flash of hundreds imagine of times. Raising, my- imagine where does where does low expectations benefit anybody? What are the assumptions I have about you if I expect nothing? Hmm. Right, 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 right. It's always hidden in this, um, at least for for me, growing up in in a, in a liberal hive. It's always hidden as uh, as kindness, and sympathy, and and like you know, it's it's the clean needle program, right? It's it's taking the clean needles to the ghetto so that you know, pe- people don't get AIDS. It's always hidden in this. You think there was a slave owner that didn't speak in the language of beneficence and kindness, and these poor people, what would they do without us? Well, yeah, of course that, they did. Of yeah, course yeah, did. yes, yes. That was the argument from senators in the South that the North would lack compassion for black people because if they set them free, they would die. It was a, it was one of the cornerstones of their argument, and they said that the, that the North was um, uh, that the the Southern that they should also enslave the Northern white farmers. That farmers in general were stupid. And that they all kind of needed to be taken care of. They believe that about the whites too. And another thing that I, along those lines, is although the KKK did hang more black people than white people, it hung white people in more states than it hung black people. Like there was a, there was just a general. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Sean Su- uh, Sullivan, a, a quote from the uh, Bible. Furthermore. Just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not be done. Romans. I know you had to look that up. How long did it take you to find that? You're looking for that? Uh, Riley S., Billie Jean King, uh, Michelle Obama celebrates 50 years of equal pay at the U.S. Open. ESPN, wait, I thought women got 70 cents on the dollar. <laughs> is, uh, is the, are the games athletes payout still the same for men and women? That's a great question. I assume they are. I don't know, but I, I assume they are. How, how was the, uh, was there a good Sorry, oh, my, Michael Obama. My bad. Sorry. I thought it was a typo. My bad. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, Greg. Was there a good uh, international showing at the games this year? I was there, but uh, I didn't see any of the competitors. Uh, no, no. It was very, no. No. Uh, the, the clock, the KKK drove my lily white great-grandfather out of Colorado, burned a cross on his lawn, all for hiring a black janitor at the local high school. Oh, that's a great story. They were pissed that your great grandfather didn't hire him to be the principal.
Hey, uh, don't let, by the way, there's still great places uh, in this country, great places. The vast majority of places in this country are still great, a place to uh, raise a family, raise a kid. You just got to do it different. Yeah, like Santa Cruz. You just don't want to leave Mockingbird Ridge. <laughs> you just yeah. got to do it different. You just got to figure out a way to, to you got to actually, you got to, the same way you can't outsource your discernment, you can't outsource your, um, the raising of your kids anymore. You just got to do it yourself. It's fine. Uh, Andrew Hiller, uh-oh. Was there a good international showing? <laughs> that was the, the first time I liked the games. Was at uh, 2018? Was that the year? Nine, I think in 19. 19 uh, 2019? Yeah, when, when all the national champs got to come. Yeah. Yeah, and because remember the purpose of the games is to crown the fittest person alive, and we know after the open who that is, and so there's a lot of pomp and circumstance. But to have uh, representatives of each country, especially in the continent of Africa, that was a that was absolutely delightful, and it it uh, it amplified the spirit, the message. It was a it was the first kind of globally positive thing I saw about the games. Armenia still couldn't send anyone. <laughs> there was a, there was a hangup, right? They don't have a, they didn't have a CrossFit gym. It wasn't an affiliate. No. Can you believe it? There's no CrossFit yet. There needs to be. Wow. Ernie uh, Garza, Greg, is there any literature? Oh, I can't wait to hear the answer to this. Greg, is there any literature you'd recommend oh, yeah, for a yeah, ding yeah. dong like me to better understand p-values and statistics? I'm trying to understand my girlfriend's thesis. Get a dumber girlfriend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would. I would. Uh, I would read a Gigerenzer. G i g e r e n z e r. Hold on. Uh, spell it one more time for me, Greg. G i. Gerd is the first name. G e r d, and the last name is Gigerenzer. G i g e r. E-N-Z-E-R. And, and uh, uh, he has a book? We've had, um, yeah, he's, he's written a lot of things, but look for his, his uh, research on P-values, the things he's published. And he's, uh, he's been uh, a, a regular, he's from the Max Planck Institute, and uh, he's, he's brilliant. He's also become a, become a friend. A fan of my father's work, but uh, his material on p-values is is brilliant, and there's others. Uh, but you, there's a there's a good he'll 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 suggest others that you should read and look at. Uh, I'm going to take you completely off subject. You ready? Do you saw, how are you on time? You okay? We're over our ninety minutes. Yeah, okay, good. you can just charge me more. Uh, Greg, um, I want, I want to go back to this. This will be fun. This will be a fun conversation. Uh, Andrew Hiller's quoting you here from what you just said. Um, we, we know after the open who the fittest man and woman on earth is dude. Yeah. Yes. Unless they decide the open doesn't matter like the past few years. And I, I used to love the open and I always thought that the open deserved much more accolades than it got. And like, just in terms of like recognition from people like, Holy shit, I can't believe someone won the event. Here's the problem with the open. Now it's only three workouts. 
I don't, I don't like that. I want it to be five. On the other hand, the argument I hear the most that gets the most weight is it's too much work on the affiliates to do five weeks. Do you have any, do do you have any thoughts on that whole, just, I know you probably haven't given it a lot of thought lately, but just some cavalier free thinking flowing. the, the, The architecture was, was very deliberate and you can have it explained to you why that was there by getting rid of it, you know? Mm. Um, the idea that we could rank order hundreds of thousands of people in five workouts was, uh, was really a beautiful thing to watch happen. And what was of supreme importance to me was how the uh, open ranking held uh, at the games. And typically it was, there were no shifts uh, of significance. In fact, I think one year the women came in one through 10 uh, like they did in the open. There might have been a switch at eight or something like that. But uh, it was, it was, it was fun and it was easy. And it, I think it, I think it, sponsored community and participation. I wanted to see us where you could, uh, and Ben had said it wouldn't have been a too complicated a thing, but it would be nice to, at the end of the open, to uh, have a shirt that said you were, you know, number one of people named Ben that uh, worked in engineering and were 40 pounds overweight or something, you know? <laughs> right, right, could, right. Everyone, everyone's the world's best if we right. filter if we filter nicely. Uh, um, Andrew says it's three workouts and the athletes sandbag it because they are just trying to make the quarterfinals. So the way it works, Greg, is like they take the top. I'm, I'm making this up, but they take the t- after the open those three workouts. They take the top twenty percent, so it's thousands and thousands, and they go on to another competition that's called the quarterfinals. And then from there, they take like the top like. I don't know, thousand or 300 or whatever. And then those ones go to the semifinals. And then from there. So, so there, there isn't that um, pressure in those in the open anymore like that. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean, those of us from the past miss it. I, I I prefer it being a crazy competition the whole way through there being some value to win. I had set it up with the express intent that, that a guy could, uh, do the best of all Italians in the open and crown himself the fittest Italian, fittest man, fittest woman in Italy. And acquires uh, uh. that way. And I was like, Vespa, Vespa needs to be supporting Italian athletes. So that's gone, basically. For a fact, for a fact, whoever did best in the open in Italy is the fittest person in that country. So with only three workouts, okay, wow. So so if if you're in Italy and you're the and you win the Open, you're not really the fittest in Italy. Not anymore. They might right. They might, yeah. They might kick that in the balls. Yeah, Andrew Hiller, uh, top ten percent. Interesting. Interesting. So they kind of they, the the validity of that test is having other any value other than being a stepping stone to get to the. What did we do? Gone. How many was it that if you if there there was a rank at the Open that exempted you from further effort, right? Like you could just go straight to the games. I can't Didn't remember. We? I can't. Remember. I don't remember it. I don't care anymore. I barely cared at the time, but I know there was there was a 
there was a lot of uh, thinking of a sort that I'm, I think I'm pretty good at. You know, I was proud of the structure. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, uh, as the architect, of course, it's, it all feels like putting a mustache on the Mona Lisa to me. Yeah, probably the wrong guy to, to weigh in. But uh, I think there was, I think there was significant inherent value in seeing competitors from um, countries in Africa that most of us couldn't point to without without really looking. Right, right. I remember Reebok made those fucking shirts and didn't put the country on them. And so I'm trying to get clues from the flag looking in line and they were hard. Some of the people were hard to understand. Their accents were so, so thick. And I like, we walk with what country was that? Where, where is she from? You know? Right. What a nice gal. It was, it was finally a global event. <laughs> These comments are so funny. I barely cared at the time and made something that people will sacrifice their firstborn child in arguments. about. <laughs> this one, uh, Anyone knows that Greg has two dictionaries, just in case? <laughs> it's uh, M through Z. And in all fairness, too, he has a lot of things in duplicate in that room because he has two students in that room that he teaches. And so there are – I've noticed half. that before. Yeah. What would you say, two and a half? Yeah, I, put, I, have to put, I have to put Rhett and Riley at opposite ends of the table, each with a dictionary. Yeah. The Glassman kids each have their own dictionary, their own pencils, their own chair. They have to. They can't sit within reach. God, it's kind of like that. My kids can't stop touching each other in the back of the car, like grabbing each other's hair and face and hands. and It's nuts. Yeah, my, my two, uh, Maggie and I's oldest two, are, are two of the closest human beings I've ever met. And they're either head to head whispering like little lovers, plotting something rotten, or fist fighting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I got a little bit of that at my house. Yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of cool. They're like a they're like an old couple that engages in in mutual physical brutality. There are people like that. They've been beating on each other for forty years and love each other. I mean, it's crazy, but. Uh, Kristen Keller, the worst car. Rides are Royal Rumbles. <laughs> We've all been in that. Dude, it's crazy. God. Uh, uh, Heidi Kroom, uh, is he taking applicants for a harem? I'll get back to you on that. Greg, thank you. Thank you. Another, another thank great you. Sunday morning. Thanks for coming on. Fun. Yeah. Is, that what, is this Sunday morning? Uh, Tuesday. Two, shit. Thank you. Uh, right. Take two. And uh, <laughs> just seeing if you're listening. Another great uh, Tuesday. Tuesday morning, seven a.m. Pacific Standard Time with Greg Glassman. Yeah, everyone, take a look at plausible reasoning. Give it some thought. The most important thing not taught at school. And and from it, uh, physicists and mathematicians have built something incredible, and that's uh, probability logic. Thank you. Next Thanks. Time. Hey, I'm I'm three days away from actually just being able to touch you. I'm going to touch you, hug you in three days, right? Dude. Is that right? Yeah. Are you still in Newport? They see the yeah. white ball. 
but I'm headed up soon. And three, I think you, I'm headed to Santa Cruz the same time you are. It was 73 yesterday and perfect. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All right. Love you, buddy. Right. See you soon. Bye, buddy. Bye. Mr. Greg Glassman. Awesome. Great show. Uh, Sevy zooted uh, off. Zooted off the Bloody Mary. Zooted off. Zooted. Gracias, Senor Glassman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jake Chapman said, do you ever wonder how different your household would have been if you had had girls? No, but um, I think about having more kids regularly and I think about how cool it would be if I had three girls, like in addition to the three boys. I just told my wife the other day, I said, God, she was good. I don't even want to say how it came up. It wasn't bad. It was good. But basically, we were in a discussion, and my wife does not want to get pregnant. And I was like, God, I could really use, I would really, if I could get, if I could get three little girls, I would, it would be awesome. Oh, you have three girls? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I probably knew that. Uh, great show, Savon. Thanks for asking my question. And no, I will not get a dumber girlfriend. Fine. I understand. Just, I'm just, just options. Robbie Myers. I have two girls. Girl dads are the best. No, I have two girls. Girls are the best. Girl dads are the best. Self-serving mother. Yeah, and that's exactly what I, Heidi, that's exactly what I was thinking. My wife actually thought that it would threaten me once. She said, hey, if you get me pregnant, I bet you I would give you triplets. And she thought like she was saying that, like that would dissuade me. And instead that got me like really thinking, wow, if I could do that. I mean, I would take one girl. I would take one more baby. Mariah Moore bought her baby, uh, bought her baby, <laughs> brought her baby to the CrossFit games and she was breastfeeding in between like behind the scenes. Like when we would go up and like fuck around with the computers or whatnot, she'd be holding the baby. And I had a chance to hold that baby and like play with it and like squeeze its arms and, and feel those milk rolls. And I got to like smell it and hold it. And I got to rub its back. And like, I, I, uh, yeah, look, Joe, Joe just got one and he wants more. Yeah. It's like that. They're really there. It's a, this is going to sound like a selfish dick thing, but it's just free energy. If you learn how to tap into them, they're just kind of, even now, my kids are just like portals to another. They're like, you know, those things you set your iPhone on and they just charge your iPhone without plugging it in. That's how I feel like when I touch my kids, I'm just like, beam me up. I'm just like, just loading up with free energy. When I, before I, start the podcast every morning. I got like this ritual. One of my rituals is to sit by my kid's bed and I rub their backs. Like I'm like rubbing free energy off. <laughs> I mean, I don't think of it when I'm doing that. I'm thinking how much I love them and how soft their skin is. And, um, and, and, and if I rub my kid's back, um, they do the stretch thing without even opening their eyes. You know, that stretch where like you push out to like 
like you stretch everything, it's like that. Dogs will do that too. If you just like gently caress them, they do, uh, you know, they do that like, but then whenever I, uh, whenever I walk away, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fucking charged. Uh, how close is that to having kids? Two dogs. Um, I mean, me and my wife started with that dog shit. And people around you will be like, dude, you need fucking kids. You're weird with your dog. When people start telling you that, you should believe them. Audrey, uh, Judy can carry my babies for me. I don't want to fuck up this mediocre body. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? You, you for sure... I mean, well, you're pregnant, your body will be amazing. Pregnant, fit, pregnant women are, just, God damn, young. And, um, and your boobs will do some crazy shit. It'll be a fun couple of years. Just keep having them. Keep it all, and you'll be fine. Yeah, you sound like my wife. I'll never get pregnant. That's what she thought. She has three kids. I still, I'm still taking my boys to two a days. You know what I was thinking? I'm taking my boys to two a days at um, the Art of Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, you want to hear a funny story yesterday? Okay, so I've never been anywhere like this Jiu-Jitsu Academy where I'm taking my kids, Art of Jiu-Jitsu. Like, I've never been to a, a McDonald's or a fancy restaurant or a school. or I've never been anywhere quite like this. And basically, it's a place where really wealthy people take their kids to fight, right? And the place is so fucking clean and so white. I wonder if there's like pictures of it online I could show you. Let me see. AOJ. AOJ. Oh, my J fell off my keyboard. Damn it. AOJ. Art of Jiu-Jitsu. Let me see if I can pull up images. And there's all the coaches there. Let me see. All the coaches there. Like if you go to... um. If, if uh, it's like a who's who of martial artists, right? So like you go to these people's Instagram accounts and it's like, it, it's like a who's who. Okay. Yeah. So this is the guy I'll show you. This is the guy, this guy, I see this guy every day. I think this is Guy Mendez right here. And okay. That's inside the, so that's where it is. That's where my kids do the jujitsu. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay, so see this picture right here? See that guy standing on the corner in the back there? I sit on the that plant's not there anymore and there's a trash can there. And then there's a and then there's this a bucket of like wipes so you can like make sure you're clean. And then all along that wall under those pictures, I swear to you there's fucking over 50 parents sitting along that wall. I'll count them today. And then I sit on the ground here just in the corner against this window. Yeah, there. Th th this is from another angle. See those benches there? That's where all the parents sit over here on the left. And the parking lot's full of the nicest cars you've ever seen. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like Porsches and Audis and G-Wagons and fancy Escalades. And my, my car is by far the worst car in there. It's a, it's a, a, a Toyota minivan 2016 with a fucking toilet in the back. <laughs> a $14 plastic toilet so the parking there is crazy because this this place has so many people in it 
No, you don't. Uh, no, you don't have to be white to go there, but there aren't very many blonde people. I'll tell you what. Uh, it's the opposite. Ah, so you have to be white to go there. No, there's some, there's some, uh, lots of Asians, uh, some black people, uh, but not so many blonde people. Not so many blonde people. It's like that at jujitsu tournaments too. It's like, it's like a black hair, uh, sport. Yeah. Black hair, black hair sport. Hey, there's no parents there like with nose piercings and, uh, blue hair either. None, none of that shit. And back here by the bathroom, I heard like these six buff dads. They all look like they were on TRT. I, they, like, and, and they were they were having a great conversation about what their kids were learning in school and how much they hated the fucking the 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 training shit going on in schools. It was pretty funny. I know I'm good. I'm not part of their DEI quota. I'm Armenian. There's there's probably other Armenians there. I'm a black hair. I'm a I fit in with the the Asians and the and the the. Uh, Latin Americans, Armenians are cool. They they kind of go, they go under the radar. They're cool. The ra Armenians are we're pretty we're we're dark. You know what I mean? We're we're black hairs. You go and and and, I, and you know I'm I'm talking tongue in cheek. No one get crazy. There are some uh, blonde hairs in there, just not a lot. They're definitely the minority. Like you're not going to see any in this video. You have to look for them. My boys beat up on some blonde hairs yesterday, actually. Both Ari and Avi. Avi hasn't lost a or Ari Avi hasn't lost a match in there, and Ari hasn't lost a match in three days. I probably shouldn't say that. I think that that's like uncouth etiquette because it's just uh, practice and sparring. But anyway, this place is pretty amazing. So my story is this: outside, there's really limited parking. There's only like 50 parking spots, right? There's two rows of 25. You might think, well, shit, that's a lot, but there's not. And so there's an etiquette where you get in line. I didn't know this where you get in line and then when a spot opens, you go into the parking lot. I thought that line was just for parents dropping off and picking up kids. I didn't know that they were waiting for a spot. So I drove past the line and went into the parking lot. And uh, I got a talking to big old fucking, it was actually a white dude, blonde haired dude, big fucking dude. Six, three, old like me, all buff, probably probably on some TRT and shit. Gets out of his like, I don't know. He was like in a looked like probably like a hundred thousand dollar Audi station wagon or something. Hey, what are you doing? Oh uh, parking. What? Well you we, the line's back here and he's all puffy chested and shit. And I get out of my car. I put my car in park and get out so I can talk to him. And then right then I'm like, I hope this guy doesn't think like I'm like posturing on him by getting out of my car. I just want to hear him. I can't hear him. He's like, dude, there's a line back there. Don't you see that? I'm like, oh, dude, my first week here, I don't know. And then he kind of chilled out. He's like, well, how it works. And then he explained it to me. Fuck. He was nice. Nice enough. But, you know, like his first reaction was like, he's going to have to fuck me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Jake. Oh, Jake. Oh, Jake. Not cult. Cult. God damn it. Yeah, it's my first day. That's what I said. It's my first day. Oh, shit. God damn it. I can't tell you guys anything. You know what you are? You're like, you guys remind me of like, you guys remind me of like that your girl you've been dating for like five years. And like every time you get in a fight, she brings up something from the first week you dated. It's like she just can't drop it. She can't, she can't get past it. 
Remember that time you stepped on my dog's tail and you didn't say sorry? Okay, fuck. Judy Reed, uh, Seb, on your five feet, you can't posture. Um, uh, good. Well, good. Good. <laughs> Heidi Kroom, as soon as he saw you get out of the car, he realized you weren't posturing. All right, fine. Uh, um, Cayman Cider, you need to measure your height on live. That's a good idea. It's a good bit. Shoes or no shoes? Yeah. Judge Judy Reed, we've been married 23 years. 20, Judy Reed, we, I've been married 23 years, and I still bring up times that my husband cheated on me. Wow. All right. Oh, I like that. A shit sandwich. I like your beard at the moment. So what I'm doing is I'm I'm using my my ball trimmer, my manscaper to just keep this side the sides short, but I'm letting the grow goatee grow out. I mean that, that I don't know if that could change tomorrow, but some guy named Dildo says the dark stash and white beard is a great combo. Thanks. Judy Reed, that was so good, Savon. I deserve that. Well, yeah, you know, projecting my life onto you. They've all cheated on you. They've all cheated on you. Just go with that. All just go with that. They've all cheated on you. That's a safe. That's a safe bet. Set your man free and just assume they've all cheated on you at one time or another. Set him free. Set him free. Uh, tomorrow we have the. Um, CEO of Born Primitive coming on. I feel a little bad sometimes bringing up conversations that are just like so stupid, like the Ted Cruz, um, the man-woman thing to Greg, because he's so smart and he deserve, he did, doesn't deserve, I don't think, to have to address such stupid shit. But it's also fun to see, it's like, to see a brain like his have to process dumb shit, right? It's like watching a world-class gymnast do a cartwheel. Still, it's still nice. <clears throat> uh, Vindicate, I had no idea Born Primitive had a podcast. I think it's new. Yeah, tomorrow. I, mean, I should open the show with that. Hey, dude, I took down my man bun because of you. I got a clip here. I got a clip here. This is in honor of uh, Judy uh, Reed. I don't. I don't personally uh, believe in um, Asian hate. I don't think anyone like attacks Asians because they're Asian. I'm open to being wrong, but here we go. Just, uh, Asians that don't speak English are being targeted in South Seattle. I mean, like, what, like, what? What do you mean that don't speak? Uh, I'm only going to rob uh, Asians that don't speak English. I seriously don't think crooks have any, like, discernment like that. I don't think they care. Uh, the victim followed home from... 
they they t- they tase this guy and stole his shit. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Here we go. He's ringing the doorbell. Someone sneaks up behind him. Come out of all that right now. Everything you got. Come out of everything. Oh, God. Oh, is he taking it? Take the ring off. He's telling to take the ring off, but the guy's gone into like rigor mortis. Did you see that? The guy's like stiff as a board. They don't even know he's Asian. They think he's a black guy. You can't get it off? Uh-uh. You can't get it off? Uh-uh. Try to get it off. Don't move. Uh-uh. Shut up, nigga. Take the ring off. Yeah, they don't even know he's Asian. They think he's a Asian. Uh-uh. Oh, God. You see that? Oh, there's two. There's one in his arm and one in his stomach. I guess that's how it works, huh? And then it puts the current through you? Jeez Louise. Uh, that is that is not happening in... Um, that is not happening in uh, in my neighborhood. That, that my I do not live in Seattle. I think that's pretty normal for Seattle. That type of stuff. Anyway, I don't think that has anything to do with the guy being Asian or not. All right. Oh, here. You want to see one more funny thing? That's not, not that that last thing was funny, but anyway. Okay, uh, tomorrow's going to be good. Sorry, Heidi. Way too violent for my taste. I apologize. I can't even. Okay, fine. I mean, he was okay. I mean, I, that's how I. Yeah. Should be careful saying this. That's how I'd want to be robbed. Just tased. They take my shit and leave. It's better than getting your face stomped in, right? Pistol whipped. 7 a.m. tomorrow. Wait, what is today? No, t- today's not uh, shut up and scribble, is it? No, today's Tuesday. I better check the calendar and make sure there's nothing going on. Uh, okay, Greg Glassman. Yeah, then tomorrow is um, uh, the guy's name is Bear from Born Primitive, and he does have his own podcast. And then you know what it looks like? It looks like Thursday Matt Torres is coming on. I don't think I can do the Birth Fit podcast at 9 a.m. Because I think Lindsay just had a baby. Tomorrow um, in the morning I'm taking my kids over to uh, Ryan Sheckler's gym. 
for those of you who are skate park aficionados, he had Jim, his uh, skate park, indoor skate park that he has. Uh, who is he coming on? That's a great question. I'll make, make sure that's my first question for him. Matt is boring on the podcast. Who's Matt? Oh, Torres, are you kidding me? He's great. Okay, I will post pictures of the skate park. Matt, wait a second. Matt Torres isn't boring at all. He was great last time. He was so good. Remember last time we talked about the Masters? He was ahead of his time. He was saying, like, separate the Masters even before, like, anyone else was even talking about it. He mentioned it on this show. Matt Torres is fuckboy energy. I love fuckboy energy. I don't even know what that is, but I like it. Uh, maybe I'll watch this uh, before I go see him tomorrow. Sheckler's interview on the Nine Club is dope. All right. <clears throat> Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.